Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing some feedback. We have Miss Marvel Season 1, Episode 5, that people need to talk about, and we're here to, we're here to facilitate that. All that and more of the set, we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff. It's Miss Marvel time. It's Miss Marvel time. Let's hit it. Let's do this feedback. I'm excited. I uh very excited for the finale. Are you excited? I'm excited about all of it. We're getting so much yeah. content right now. Yeah. Like not just MCU, but we're just we're just getting a crap ton of content. I'm I feel like things are finally ending. Uh The Boys is ending. I finally finished Stranger Things. The new season of Star Trek I've been watching is ending ended last night or did the night. So I'm I feel like everything's finally like this huge glut of content I've been covering all these podcasts, yeah. it's going to start narrowing down to only two or three, and I'm I'm excited to yeah. Uh, but Marvel, but for Marvel, we still we have a month, and then we get the I Am Groot series, and mm-hmm. a week after that we get uh, She Hulk. Yep, and then short, not not long, and we're going to have us a uh, Wakanda Forever on yeah, our Wakanda Forever is happening in November. Yeah. Is there was there another series that was supposed to be happening between She-Hulk and Wakanda Forever? I don't know. It feels like the shows they come on and they like they they're so fast. It's so quick to bridge all this time together because like it feels like oh it's only six episodes, but then you do that and you're like through a month and a half, and then they take yeah. maybe one week off, maybe two, and then it's like another month and a half is covered, and then suddenly you're fourth of the way through the year. There's just so many, so many, uh, so many shows, and I'm I'm loving it, and I'm excited. Uh, uh, what else is coming this year? Anything? I know there's got to be more. I mean, there's tons, but but I don't uh, I don't the, know the uh, exact dates of everything. Yeah, um, we don't know when Secret Invasion is. Um. Yeah, and I guess that's uh, Armor Wars. We don't know when it is. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday specials come in December. It's supposed um, to be. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it, it I, I don't know. She Hulk might be the last confirmed thing we have uh, for 2022. Uh, the last confirmed series. Yeah. 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 And I mean, there's what? Captain Marvel, like the, the second one, the Marvels, is next year. Yeah. We've got a lot of things next year. Yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania is next year. The Echo series, which it was confirmed that Charlie Cox and um, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio are coming back for is next year. Uh, we still don't have anything on Secret Invasion, but um, Wakanda Forever is supposed to show off uh, Riri Williams, mm-hmm. I, I guess. Like, And then she's going to show up in Ironheart. Um, but yeah, I don't know when Ironheart drops either. Yeah, yeah. If no, we have no release date for Secret Invasion, Ironheart, Armor Wars, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. I'm assuming is in December, but other than that, we don't have a release date for it. Yeah. So, but, I mean, that's still like we have had what, what we discussed this last night. We've had like in the past year, in the past twelve months, we have had like ten or eleven different IPs that have released something MCU related. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> it's been a real busy few months. Yes, it really has. Uh, so before we get into our Miss Marvel talk, just a little housekeeping right up top. Uh, we are in our our push, our time for the podcast awards uh, through the month of July. 
the podcast awards nominations are open you go to podcastawards.com uh, all one word podcastawards.com go do the login things you know if you have to sign up do the sign up whatever but go through the nomination process and drop down the boxes for people's choice and for tv and film and in both of those drop down boxes you will find the marvel cinematic universe podcast on which you need to be clicking furiously <laughs> so that you can nominate us for the people's choice and for tv and film you can click on whichever other podcast and those other drop down boxes you want to if you're familiar with those cool but like tv and film and uh people's choice we definitely need some uh, some marvel cinematic universe podcast love there so yeah, go yeah. do that for us at podcastawards.com love you forever love you 3000 even um, <laughs> love you 3000 forevers yeah we'll love you 3000 forevers because uh, we got to maintain that title you know of best tv and film that we got last year yeah we're, we're defending our crown <laughs> Defending the title. Help us defend our title. All right, let's get into this uh, feedback. All right, so Denver Nyasworth sent us a message. Hey, Grunkle Pandas. That's a reference, hopefully, Zoo. <laughs> well, Zoo's not here. Sorry. Uh, the, the message continues. Oh, my God, yes. I love this episode so much. I love learning about other people's cultures, and this show has done such a good job, especially this episode doing that. And I wasn't expecting this episode to be as funny as it was, and the visuals were magnificent. This episode was so beautiful. Do you think Comron got his powers from magic jewelry as well? Maybe earrings? First thing I saw. Uh, I think this would make sense because they're both in humans in the comics. Thank you for your time. Love you all 3,000. Hmm. I don't know. Because it was... He seemed to get his... Uh, infusion of power or whatever uh after his mom yeah like threw herself at the gate to close it and like she said his name she said his name comron yeah she somehow sent him powers we just yeah. don't know what that blue flowy energy went on its way to him and it looked like triggered him yeah I do kind of feel like they have done a sort of a poor job in the last episode of telling us what happened. Like, yeah, just what the hell? <laughs> yeah, we talked a little bit on the, on the episode, but like, why did the thing close? Um, why did she kill herself? How did she send her powers to Comron? How did uh, uh, Miss Marvel go back in time? Like, there's a lot of like the just weird stuff that they just were like, here's a story we're telling. And they just did it. They didn't like have, they didn't have the science, you know, we're missing our yeah. Bruno where he's going to like, Oh, it looks like, you know, the bangle is quantum entangled with the bangle from the past. And it, when she sliced it, it sent you back to that one or something, you know, we still don't have the other bangle. Like there's just a lot going on that I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I you don't know. They're, they're not explaining a lot of things that I'm kind of like needing a little bit yeah. <laughs> to, like, to make it all make sense. Because as we said many times, when you have rules to a thing, it gives their actions of the character stakes, you know, if they yeah. know what the rules are. And right now I feel like we are pretty light on rules with Ms. Marvel. Well, I mean, giving rules also adds, um, you know, boundaries that the character Absolutely. can cross. Like as far as like, this is how much power you can put out before, yeah. you know, whatever. If we had like, if they had done something with, uh, Comron's mom where like, we knew that, uh, 
Comrade would only get his powers when she died or something like that. You know, the powers are only passed. Like maybe he wore a bangle or something like it. And but 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 the power would only be passed to him uh, upon his mother's death or something like that. You know, like an ancestor has to wear it, something like that. And then like she knew in that moment she was giving the powers by dying. You know, she's choosing to die so that she can uh, pass her powers on or something like they could have just if we'd known something about what was going on before it happened. It would have given that moment more weight, and instead we were like, "Oh, I guess that's a thing she can do." Yeah, I like the idea though of um, like if that group of like the clandestines had had uh, the other bangle, and mm-hmm. like Kamala didn't know about it, like didn't know that there was a second bangle, yeah. and like they had it, and then they're just trying to get her to use hers, or like trying to get right, hers yeah. from her, and like combine it with the one that they had. But like being sneaky about why they actually needed it, you know, kind of like a betrayer mechanic in tabletop games where you're trying to get your own, uh, <laughs> your yeah. own things to happen. Well, and we got all of that, but just without the second bangle. So yeah, we still just don't know where the second bangle is. In comics, does she wear one bangle or two? Uh, I think it was two. It was two. It was okay. two. Um, and I think it got combined into one by Bruno, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I know he modified them so, so that like she could store her phone and uh, <laughs> you know other various things that she needed into into it. But um, I don't remember if it was. I, I know she started with two. Ah, I don't yeah. remember. And and to the point of Denver here, like it's possible. I guess that like if there's some magical jewelry on Comron, it's already been modified and that's why we haven't recognized it or something. So maybe it, maybe it is something to do with like him. He's wearing some power powered item that didn't get powered up till the death of his mother or something. But we just, it just gave us no reason to understand why she killed herself right there. She's like had nothing on her mind, but getting back. And then she just like gives up at the last second or like, yeah, well, we talked about it. Maybe she believed against hope that she'd like, make it like her yeah. friend didn't make it but she will you know i'm more powerful than her i'll make it mm-hmm. and who maybe, knows uh, maybe she did maybe like the 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 body like falling apart is oh, part yeah. of maybe, who knows their their i don't environment, need this mortal form anymore right well their environment may be like a spiritual realm or something and their bodies may have been incorporated when they stepped into this one and their disincorporation was part of them traversing back into the thing but that's not what the vibe i got at all i'm just saying no. like it's a possibility yeah it it was definitely meant to uh, make us feel that they were killed by yeah. the experience the ashes and skeletons yeah, yeah. seem to ash to ash as it were <laughs> no, she's not she's not here for this episode yeah it very well <laughs> still could be though that you know they passed into that realm and are like looking to you know they spend some time away uh, and they're looking back now to be like, okay, now I know how to take out all of those people, or now I know how to break the barrier, and you know we can take over their world or whatever. I'm going to come back leading an army or something like that. Sure, like it very well could have been that, uh, but it was like I feel like we were supposed to feel like, yep, she's dead. Yeah, I did too, fully. Now, Comron uh, could still be wearing a bangle. Sure, it's just not on his wrist. Oh gosh. Okay, next one. What? He's wearing it on his Jeff. ankle. It's a bankle. <laughs> it's a bankle. He's got a banklet. Because <laughs> it's on his ankle. A banklet. Come on, Matt. I like it. I like Get it. your head out of the gutter. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. 17. I just said, glad you weren't talking about anything else. That's a relief. Oh, a bangle? <laughs> this is a kid's show, Matt. Andrew Spencer sent us an email. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. You did this to us. Andrew Spencer sent us an email. Hey, all I listen all the time to your cast. I really enjoy them. I do have a Miss Marvel final episode theory. I know Marvel's not big on bringing in other major characters into the final episodes, i.e. Doctor Strange and WandaVision. So here's my thought. I think they're going to transition Miss Marvel into the Marvels using Goose the Cat, a.k.a. Mm. the Flurkin. <laughs> he, will, he will show up at her window and she'll read his tag. I myself have two tabbies who are brothers from birth and one is named Goose, the other is Maverick. Uh, and I think that would be a very good way to get some or to get everyone excited for the Marvels. It doesn't tell too much, and we've not seen Goose since Fury's office. So who's to say the lifespan of a Flurkin is the same as a cat? I wouldn't think so. I mean, yeah, it could be anything, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew says you guys do a great job, and I hope one day the MCU rolls you guys in on a chariot with screaming goats and <laughs> <It> makes <laughs> you the official <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Uh, Ramy rocks, Andrew. <laughs> Love it. You know, I I would accept that. I would accept a chariot with screaming goats. <laughs> In fact, that's going to be in my contract. <laughs> I'm going to email Marvel right now. <laughs> hey, you know that thing you're not asking for? <laughs> well, if you want it, here's my demands. <laughs> you remember that thing that you have no clue about and no interest in well if you want that to happen here's what it's gonna take slide a piece of paper so you drew a picture in crayon of two goats and a chariot (laughs) is this you on it I like the idea that Andrew uh, says here about the Flurkin, but uh, he he says that uh, Marvel doesn't like to do that in their final episode, but I feel like Marvel has liked to do that in their final episode up till now. Um, they just couldn't do it with Doctor Strange because of COVID. That they were planning to, apparently. Um, and then they did it a little bit with um, Hawkeye as well. They haven't done the... Uh you know, other established hero swoops in to save the day or no, help out no, kind no, of thing. No. It's been a, um, like, you know, in the last episode, after everything is done, somebody shows up to be like, Chang-Chi! Chang-Chi! Yeah. <laughs> Pre- present? Like, <laughs> you know, just like, from the, from the shadows or something, like, come in and be like, hey, um, You've got a thing going on. Right. Well, that's what post-credit sequences are so great, is because they don't interrupt the flow of the story, but they let you connect it to other stories, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they give you some hope for the future, you know? And say, like, this yeah. is this is the direction we're going. This is how we're going to intertwine them. They give you something to speculate about. They give you something to, like, go buy comics and read about. They, you know, oh, yeah. They give you, they give you all kinds of things to just, like, it's the hype train. Hype train of rolling all yeah. night long. Post-credit sequences are the hype train. Like, that's what they are. That's what they've always been. That, that's why I think the thing we were talking about yesterday with Thor, uh, well, I won't say it just because this is a Miss Marvel episode and people might not have seen it, but I think one of those post-credit sequences is pointing at the future as opposed to just being a coda. So, yep. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, something I forgot to mention, I guess, a couple of messages back. Uh, 
you know, this, this show has helped uh, a lot of us, you know, white Americans or just Americans really mm-hmm. uh, has helped a lot of us to, to have a lesson in, you know, world history and, you know, the history of, of the differences and discrepancies or whatever between other cultures, uh, especially partition. Um, and like, uh, the, the people I work with are not really the most, uh, pop culture, pop cultured really, uh, people <laughs> because we had a, a lunch today with a candidate for, uh, you know, somebody who's interviewing to be a systems administrator. Uh, so basically just on my team, but, uh, lower in, I guess, rank than, than I am. But, um, so that, you know, we had a, a lunch with the team to make sure that they were a culture fit and everything. And uh, this is a guy that has been living in the U.S. for, uh, I think he said, four years. And, like, he's originally from India. And, like, his wife is from Birmingham. She came over on a mission trip, met him there. They came back here, whatever. Um, you know, whatever their story is. But, like, I had asked the question because, um, like, apparently... Like a lot of people just assume that he's from Pakistan or, uh, you know, somewhere other than India. And uh, like he had mentioned that, that, you know, people often ask him like, oh, are you from Pakistan? Instead of just being like, where are you from? Please, you know, to inform me about your culture. That made me think of Miss Marvel. And I was like, is there still like a, a lot of hostility between India and Pakistan? And he was like, no, you know, not with not much more than what the media or not much, despite what the media would have you think and you know that that gives the whole like oh yeah of course media has got to get your attention with clickbait and yada yada they have to be sensationalists to get attention but mm-hmm. uh, like after that the like my coworkers were like what the hell kind of question was that i'm like have you not been watching miss marvel have you not been learning about partition like do you not know <laughs> do you not have these questions like i have questions about this kind of thing yeah no, it's it's definitely uh, it's such a cool thing that is happening in media that they're like sharing things that are like you know school systems didn't teach us. It's just not just with Miss Marvel, but also as we mentioned last week with um, gosh, I always want to say Mystery Man, and it's it's Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery way, Man is clearly the superior product. <laughs> I, I love Mystery Man. I love that. I love the movie, and I've been saying it for years. But it is absolutely time for a series of Mystery Men movies. Oh, absolutely. Like, Mystery Men is such a good, weird thing that was like this one movie. But these yep. days with like the connected universe and everything, you could totally do like a baby bowler movie and a, like oh like God, do yes. do a movie for each of those guys and then do like a big crossover thing. Absolutely. It would be you so could. fun. And it like yeah, yeah, it would it would be so fun. I would love that. Ah, uh, Mr. Furious, the shoveler. Blue Raja, yeah, yeah I need yeah, William yeah. H Macy saying, "I shovel well. I shovel very well. You shovel better than any man I've ever known." <laughs> uh, I love that line. It it kills me. It kills me so much. It's such a great. <laughs> All right, so we're going to the next one. Okay. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> this is a long one. Yeah. Okay. So this is this looks like it's our last one. In, Maybe we take it in sections. We'll, we'll yeah. take it in. He they, he gave us numbers. Let's let's just read the number number at a time and try okay. to we'll comment go. and move on each one. We'll go we'll go number at a time. This is a long one, and it looks like it's the last one in our Miss Marvel feedback. But it's going to take the rest 
obviously it's going to take the rest of the episode. It's going to take yes, the amount of time that we spent so far on this one. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, all right. So Jacob Waters sent us an email. Hello, Ashley, Jeff, and Matt. Why? She's not even here. Like, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I hope you are all doing well. Uh, I'm currently catching up on episodes of this podcast along with others, and I wanted to take a moment to share some thoughts that have been on my mind lately. I apologize ahead of time since I have several thoughts, but feel free to pick and choose any, all, or none of these to discuss as I'm I'm happy just getting a chance to share them with similar-minded folks. Aw. Yeah. You think I have a mind? You're so sweet. <laughs> Number one. Uh, to begin, I need to first offer an apology to Ashley, as she may hate me after these thoughts. I enjoyed Mom, but I must admit, I didn't love it. When I heard that it would be the MCU's first horror film, I was expecting something a bit darker and scarier than what we got. I can see there were a couple of jump scare moments, uh, and the Wanda slash Illuminati scene was indeed badass. However, I did feel that the rest of the movie was a tad cheesy and more old school scary. I understand it was done in the style of Sam Raimi, and I do not discount his talents, but I was hoping for more like edge of my seat, chills down my spine, give me nightmares scary, and that was not what I felt from the movie. Hmm. I see that, except some of the, like, the moment inside of Charles's mind, as well as the moment when she takes over the other Wanda is terrifying. Uh, but yeah. the, the, the scene that, like, really, when I think about the horror in that movie... I think of the scene where she's coming through the reflections. That was scary. That was yeah. actually scary. That was like, that was the spine tingling part for me. Like that felt like a really good, scary movie thing. But, uh, I, but I, but I mostly think I agree uh, with Jacob that it's not that kind of a horror movie. It is a Sam Raimi horror movie, which has a scary moments, but is mostly like an adventure story. Most of the yeah, time, like mostly like adventure, adventure comedy. Yeah, they're adventure comedy horror, and some of them have more horror, and some of them have more comedy, and uh, and this one, this one was more of an adventure than anything else, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it still had to fit in the MCU, even though it was you know more horror themed than anything else uh, in the MCU. Yeah. It still was predominantly that like adventurish MCU film. Yeah, I for think, sure. At least for sure. Uh, but I guess I'm not as affected as some people are by uh, gore. <laughs> yeah, not the God yeah. Butcher, but G-R-E. <laughs> well, I think, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so for, it's, it's so funny because like, like Jacob's saying, it's not scary enough for him. And I honestly, if you asked Ash, she might like it to be scarier. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. But then but there are like, some people that wrote us in, just like, oh my God, I can't yeah. go watch this with my kids. I can't, or, or can't even handle it themselves, you know? And like, yeah. it's, it's, so it's a balancing act that Marvel's always having to strike with like letting directors and movies have be their own thing while still trying to be appealing to enough people to afford to continue making these type of movies at this scale, you know? Yeah. Ugh. I mean, yeah, that's, unfortunately, <laughs> like, yeah. it's not like they're trying to, to make a you know uh, best in genre horror film like right and and they weren't trying to make a best in genre heist movie with ant-man or ant-man and uh, ant-man and the wasp and they weren't trying to make a best in genre political thriller with captain america civil war like this is a i mean they did but yeah they did they somehow <laughs> nailed it but, <laughs> but they weren't trying to that's not what they set out to do they set out to make a an mcu film about an avenger or about you know a hero who 
you know, the film also has these elements, you know, the yeah. elements of this thing to kind of be like, it's in the genre, but it's still mostly an MCU thing. And, you know, the varying levels of success and varying levels of, uh, you know, of that other genre added in, I guess, yeah. is what I'm going for. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm realizing, is this all mom feedback? Not all of it. Maybe uh, we should just jump to the Miss Marvel bit then, because this is okay. a Miss Marvel. Uh, let's see. My most up-to-date bit of feedback, I apologize if I'm repeating anything that's already been said, as I'm behind on your Miss Marvel episodes. I am fully caught up on Miss Marvel, and I've made an interesting connection with Shang-Chi. Both properties utilize dimensions, as does Ant-Man with the Quantum Realm. Uh, now, we, we have been privy to alternate timelines slash universes with Loki, No Way Home, and Mom. I, I had to do a little research to understand the difference between universes and dimensions, and per my understanding, dimensions exist within universes, meaning there can be alternate dimensions within alternate universes. Right. Following along, or do you have a headache too? <laughs> uh, now, my question is, at what point will the MCU decide to identify these two different yet similar constructs, and how will they, how will they play into the phases moving forward? I believe it's quite obvious that they're headed toward a Secret Wars event, uh, potentially more along the 2015 run than the original, but uh, that has more to do with alternate universes than it does dimensions. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on this matter, and I'm very excited to see where the whole of the MCU is headed. Love the podcast. You all are the best. Keep doing your thing. I can't wait to see what you all have to say or not say. Either way, thank you for providing an outlet to share my thoughts. Enjoy the rest of your week. Big Red Panda. Hey, thanks, Big Red Panda. BRP! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think you have it exactly right with the dimensions versus... And I think they've, they have not been very explicit with that. But I yeah, think no. they've been saying that ever since, uh, you know... Well, Loki explained what an alternate universe is. And um, way back in Doctor Strange, we got what a... Uh, you know, alternate dimension is yeah, or an, drawing energy from from other dimensions. The dark dimension, and I, yeah. I, we we've been talking about it the same way that you're describing it, and I think that's I think that's correct. I think the problem though with that is when uh, when Doctor Strange was kind of sent on his uh, on his head trip, so to speak, or his his trip through the the dimensions that the ancient one sent him on. Mm -hmm. The ancient one was saying specifically the multiverse, like talking about the multiverse. Right. Um, right. Well, I, I think she does send him through a trip through the multiverse, but the multiverse encompasses both those things, the dimension and the, well, like, because most of the way he sees in that are versions of himself. He sees like the multiplication of himself into all these different versions. There's like, he splits into all these things and all these hands and all this stuff. It's just like, to me, it seems like, and also, we also have the idea that some multi, some some universes we know from uh, America that, that like are made of paint. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So even though there well, are that there, was multiverse, that was that was universes. That's what I'm saying. Like that's a universe, but it kind of operates on the rules of almost like a dimension in the ways that we've talked about it. You know, like dimensions seem to have like a thing that they're about or whatever, like the dark dimension or you know. Um, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's the mirror dimension, the dark dimension that we know of from 
Doctor Strange 1. Not to mention the quantum realm. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. The quantum realm is a thing. To me, the quantum realm is like the space between... Space between... <laughs> space between alternate universes, you know? It could be. And I mean, it It was, actually, in in the comics... Yeah. Well, in in Endgame, they travel through it to get to different points on the timeline. Yes. So, well, is the quantum realm just something that like exists outside of time, and is that where? Well, and then you get to the argument of like, did they go to an alternate reality? Which I believe. But right. Well, is that an alternate reality? Is that an alternate universe? I believe that it is. But is that is that an alternate universe in? The same way that where they went in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is, is a different universe. Yes, I would say so. I don't agree with that. And what because, way is it different? Uh, well, if we're talking about those being the, the same kind of concept, then somewhere on our timeline, something happened to make everything become paint in the paint-verse. Right. Well, that would have had to happen... I wish you had seen everything everywhere all at once at by this point. That would have happened <laughs> that would have had to happen on a very distant uh reality from ours. Now, the thing the thing is though, like or let's just say 10 years ago, you know, so one one powerful sorceress turned everyone to paint. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the it could be one large event, you know what I mean, that changed the universe to fit different rules or whatever. Especially when you met when Magic is on the line. Magic's involved. Yeah. I mean, when you involve sorcerers and the Darkhold yeah. and witches and wizards, like, yeah, it's easy to be like, yeah, it, it happened. It's a thing, whatever. It's it's just like that other thing. You we know, know <laughs> that, you know, uh, Doctor Strange's magic is powerful enough to erase Peter Parker from everyone in the world's memory. So... Like, why wouldn't it be powerful enough to affect the world in an insane way like that, you know? Uh, and if yeah. not his, someone like his uh, could have affected our universe in that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people in chat are going nuts. Apparently there's important ideas there. All right. I think it's the recap that they're talking about. Oh, okay. The, we need a lecture given by Luis and Korg and illustrated by Kamala uh, in an episode of something. Yeah, no, that would be really wonderful. <laughs> Just a recap of where everyone is would be nice. I we could we could do that here on the cast. We could talk about where everyone is, at least as far as we know. Um, I mean, most of it's pretty pretty simple. Uh, yeah, yeah. Meek says we need a flowchart of the multiverse and timelines and such. I will I will decorate. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I I mean I just think that uh, basically a universe includes dimensions. Yeah. So you have dimensions, which are like offshoots. Because here's the thing. That. Doctor Strange in the other universe also fought Dormammu, right? So in his universe, Theoretically. there is a D- Dormammu variant, supposedly, who lives in that other dimension. We don't know that, actually. Well, no. It, it but. was never, yeah, it was never confirmed that, uh, that that Strange had to fight Dormammu. I know. I'm just saying, like, it is likely... That that strange is dealing with its own dimensional, his own dimensional issues, which may or may, may or may not include Dormammu. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Like, he's got to deal with Nightmare, probably. <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. 838's where Mephisto is. Yeah. <laughs> he's been there the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but not here. He's been there the whole time. <laughs> no, he's been here. He's been... At- Mephisto goes where Mephisto wants, first off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's been here uh, the whole time. <laughs> I don't know why people are like, oh, Mephisto might show up. No, he's been here. Mm-hmm. For sure. Get on my level. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, so I, th- I think that's basically it. And the realms are just part of our physical world. Like part of yeah, the I think realms are just part of our dimension. I honestly, I think that realms are just planets. Uh, I think that the term realm is just that, that Asgardian or Norse right. Viking word for a planet. For planet. Yeah. 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 I think that's pretty likely. And the nine realms that were within uh within odin's purview were just nine planets that he was like yeah these will do <laughs> like, <laughs> i'll rule over these all right yeah uh and it, it also seemed bad to like him sort of conquering those as he went and maybe that's just the planets he made it to or whatever you know uh yeah. or conquering even as a protector or whatever um okay so yeah i don't know what else uh what else there's to say about that except dimensions realms realms then dimensions then <laughs> Matt, and universes i've got it we need okay okay follow me on this one nope follow me on this one Stay we, here. i've got our next merch idea i've got okay. our next merch idea for the patrons okay um it is a it is a, a flow of you know the multiverse like and how the timelines branch and everything except it's on a tall piece of paper right or a tall a tall medium uh, and it branches going downward and it's actually a Christmas tree. Okay. Like it actually in the physical world is a Christmas tree. No, like it it's could like be a drawing like a, of a Christmas tree. Right. It could be like just a Christmas tree. That's just, you know, on paper, like for, you know, for people oh. who can't actually have a Christmas tree or gotcha. they don't have a space or anything, they just stick it on the wall. Yeah. Okay. That's, okay. that's the merch, but it's and like, like a flow maybe, chart at the same time. Yeah, it's also an MCU flowchart of, you know, <laughs> dimensions. And, and the realms are the ornaments. Ooh, Boom. There you go. There it is. We nailed it. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Yggdrasil Yule Tree. Yeah, the Yggdrasil Yule Tree. I like it. I like it. Uh, we need somebody. We need an artist on this kind of right now. I thought you meant like a real three-dimensional Christmas tree. Oh, like a... Oh, God, no. Yeah. No, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back, guys. That's all the feedback we got from Miss Marvel, which I don't think we've even talked about in a few minutes. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. oh, I did uh, wanted to mention that he was talking about Big Red Pale of Nor was talking about yeah Nor and how that dimension ties into the dimensions in Doctor Strange, and I do think yeah. that is correct. And the dimensions in Shang Chi, which we have yeah. mentioned on a previous episode, but I think uh, he's absolutely correct on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like in Shang-Chi, you know, they go to a different dimension. And, and it seemed that the, uh, the big bad of Shang-Chi, the... Oh, God, what was it? That nasty bitch. I can't even remember its name. Uh, <laughs> this is what Katie called it. Um, the big squid monster thing. Uh, okay. it, was, uh, it was consuming the souls of people in other dimensions and going dimension to dimension. So, gotcha. the Dweller in Darkness. Thank you, Chris Strong. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going uh, from dimension to dimension, 
taking the souls. And so, you know, the, the, the way that they got there was a portal between those dimensions that looked a lot like sling ring portal, but was water. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Those are dimensions. Then we've got the veil of Noor that separates the, the other dimension where the clandestines are, or the, mm-hmm. the jinn. Um, the dark dimension, the mirror dimension, dark dimension, mirror dimension, you know, various. I, and I think that it, it's really just that like each of these dimensions has a way to get to them, like, or has a, a, a portal or a, you know, a, a way between them. And a sling ring is like the, the easy way to get between them. Uh, Cause you couldn't get out of the mirror dimension without a sling ring. Right. Yeah. And the dimensional portal between our world and where uh, Shang-Chi's mother's family was was like a sling ring portal hmm. i really liked the theory that like um going walking between those dimensions might have something to do with uh people being like part partially from there or whatever uh which explains like shang chi and uh ms marvel being able, able to get, get back there? and forth hmm? why was katie able to get there oh yeah it, it wouldn't be like that that's the only people that can get there but like Somehow they're able to like open doors or something like that to get there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like it just—it it was just interesting that we're we realized we just realized the connection that um, Kamala and Shang Chi are both half from that dimension, from another dimension. Yeah, and uh, they're not the only ones because Shang Chi's sister Xiaoling is it's also true. a halfsies like that, and yeah. seems to be setting herself up to be a. Uh, a powerful leader yeah, yeah, yeah. of the new Ten Rings. Yeah, totally. All right, so we got lots of lots of halvesies, uh lots of halvesies. showing up. We might <laughs> might see them like that. that I'm just, it, it'd be interesting if that sort of plays into the whole thing. Yeah, if mudbloods have something to do with it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Was damage? Uh, Spark Sam eighty five no. says was damage control. Uh, made by the Accords. I thought it was originally made by Tony, so their purpose changed a lot. I still think it's the beginning of the Sentinel program. I think the end of Episode 6, Captain Marvel, comes to take Kamala to Atalan uh, to get her from damage control. Interesting. That's a. I feel like that's a big swing, Spark Sam. That is a big swing. Um, damage control was made, was started by Tony, Damage Control first showed up after the events of uh, the Battle of New York in the Avengers. Uh, we saw that in the flashback bits uh, of yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. So that's where Damage Control started, and I think Damage Control has been empowered more by the Accords and like what they have the the power to uh, to enact as far as like law enforcement. Uh, agencies have been empowered in such a way yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well i'm excited man um we got one more episode of this and i'm super pumped to see the, how it crosses over with the bigger mcu and then we get to do our fantasy league update in a couple weeks oh geez yeah that's, we do that's gonna be fun i, I need to do so many things i think there still needs to be some updates to the to the database of, of players and whatnot i'm i gotta work on i gotta work on a site for sarah day so that she can do the updates and i don't have to like just be doing code work all the time just yeah, to like for sure let her i've got a flow chart out on my whiteboard of uh like how i'm going to make that page work and like what all i need to do i've just mm-hmm. gotta freaking do it <laughs> yeah yeah man um all right guys well thank you for joining us jeff 
It's great casting with you as always, my friend. Absolutely, sir. Talk to you guys soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.